You know what I was thinking before we jumped on, Brad? Um, were you thinking about how sexy I am? Uh, partially. Um, <laughs> I was thinking this is kind of a hot time to be a Brad. What? Like, we got what? Brad Pitt, Bradley oh, yeah. Cooper, uh, the dude from Sublime. I don't know. I'm sure that rings with you. Um, like, and I, and I was trying, I'm like, I don't remember any like famous brads from like sixties or seventies or something. I think you're in the peak time to be a brad in this world. Really? Okay. I mean, I'll take it. Right. I mean, I just gave you the first two are, are sex symbols, you know, I think they've both been like, I feel like I'm right in there with them. (laughs) <laughs> Did you ever try your hand at acting? Uh, yes. I bet you were like an extra or something in something. Senior year of high school, I was the king in The Ugly Duckling. Oh. By A.A. Milne. There you go. <laughs> Not bad. I think my... That was, uh, that was what? That was it. <laughs> that was it. My peak was, I think, sophomore year of high school, I took a theater class. And I was... Uh, I was Riff in West Side Story. Ooh. And my buddy Mike Greenstein was Tony. (laughs) Mike Greenstein, who wound up singing for a hardcore band called the Colin Ferguson Testimony. Oh, God. If you, if you, I know, gnarly name. (laughs) If you're not from New York, you might not know that. So Google the Colin (laughs) Ferguson Testimony. Did you uh, dance? Uh, It was a little dancing. Yeah, a little. I mean, I'm talking. I'm talking this is theater class, not oh, class. theater. Oh, so you didn't do a production. Oh, okay. So yeah, it was, you know, about as as minimally theaterish as you can get. Um, but you know, there was a little you know what I always remember from it is the one line from sperm to worm, from womb to tomb. That was how like the sharks were like, yo, I'm down, you know. <laughs> nice. That's nice. it. That's it. <laughs> Epic. I think we should try our hand again. The bug didn't bite you then. I don't, dude, I don't think that, like, I don't think musicians make good actors. There's been nobody no. to, like, prove me wrong ever. <laughs> I think, you know, I think the, the, the accident happens where if you're good in music videos, you think you can do more. Like, I think right. the dudes from Blink made that mistake. Uh, the Foo Fighters sort of made that mistake because they were hilarious. Both were hilarious in videos, you yeah. know, but I think the Beastie Boys did it right. Like they stuck to the videos and never, never made it out. But didn't, didn't like Tom DeLonge try to do like a serious thing and like, yeah. like I, I don't, I think you're right. There's not a lot of, what about Tom Waits though? He's pretty well, good. See, Anytime so there's he's Tom Waits and you know who else who's really, Great, but is I wouldn't call him a great actor. Chris Christopherson has been in a oh, lot of true kind of epic roles, even though I don't think he's a great actor. I think these guys kind of play oh. themselves. Madonna, <laughs> yeah, case in point, right there. Come on, what? <laughs> what do you mean, case of, in point? That's a great example because of all the people who should be able to act, because Madonna is such a like, I mean. She's a great artist. She's a great musical artist, but she's also like 
she's a beyond that. She's a real professional entertainer, you know? And like, yeah. if anybody should be able to act, it would be her, I think. And I you would go not ahead and tell me actress. a league of their own is not good. She and was she's not, not a, that's she her. She was not doing a great job acting. She, she pulled that role off perfectly. She's playing a variation of Madonna. That's what yeah, they, that's what the fun. best. What about Whitney Houston and the bodyguard? I think we were, we, Whitney was taken with us too soon or yeah. from us too soon. She, she might've had some legs in the acting game. There. Maybe. I don't think, I, I mean, I haven't seen that film in so long. I would, I would wait. Well, I mean, she's, she's, like, she's acting against Costner, which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, not you know, I know there. there's this new generation of people who think Costner's great because he's in Yellowstone, but listen, we had <laughs> about a- 25 years of. Ooh, Costner yeah. performances, you know? Um, no, there's a whole league of Costners who like Hollywood actors who just manage to get these great roles. And so people think they're great actors and they're not. It always just, it only works the other way, right? Kevin Bacon and in, uh, in the Bacon Brothers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Keanu no, Reeves and right. in, in Dog Star. Yeah. Johnny Depp uh, jumping up on people's tables at restaurants and playing guitar with them going like, Jesus Christ, will you fucking stop, dude? I'm trying to <laughs> eat. Yeah. Again, I don't feel like I'm going out on a limb here to say that, like, there's not a lot of success stories that way. No, either. no. It's, the ratio is about the same. I think Madonna is probably like the one who did the. Oh, I got another one. Method Man. He did okay. well. He's in like Copland. He's on The Wire. Said iced tea, uh, I guess, you know. Yeah. Oh, iced tea? Ice cube? Maybe there's Come something on, about the hip hop. franchise. Can, maybe there's something about hip hop that can allow you to like be a you know, because it's such a kind of front and kind of yeah. thing that I just came could, up with like five successful examples from hip hop and like all right. how many years of rock and we pretty much have like Tom Waits is the only one who did it like okay. And Chris Who's playing himself. Every time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's different. Man, if Ice Cube didn't hate Jews, I'd put him number one on this. You know? <laughs> um, anyway, this is a nice controversial way to... St- I bet Jim would have opinions about this. Oh, I'm probably. absolutely sure he would not only have opinions, but he would have a, like a top list of five. facts and figures to like yeah. back up his opinions. <laughs> so I hope everyone enjoyed part one of Gentleman Jim Norton. I'm sure you did. Part two, honestly, is the banger. Like, this is the one with, like, we got Fred Schneider, got the boss, almost killing the Boston's. Well, you know what's good about this, having just finished editing it, is that the two episodes are very different just in, like, format and flow. Like, the first one was kind of a real going off track episode, you know, where we definitely go off track. But it's kind of like Jim's story. This is, like... This is just dirt. This is just good dirt. And well, an like epic, I, yeah. epic um, trivia, Jersey trivia. Oh, yeah. yeah. New Jersey State trivia. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, he was very cavalier about going into it. And I'm like, oh, man, you're good. Yeah. You're good. You're good, you. Um, no, I, I love this. And, you know, I, one of the reasons it went off track in the first one was I had heard a couple interviews with Jim. And he's so good. He has a tendency to... Uh, you know, steamroll right through a part of his life and get straight to the stories, Right. you know? And I was like, listen, I know it's like good for the story to say you were like 13 and then you started working at City Gardens, but like, come on, 
something had to happen in there. And yeah. you know, when I pressed him on it, we got that great that great story about the church, you know, yeah, which is Amazing. still cracking me up. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't for know. some we, reason, you didn't hear the first one. You, not you don't necessarily have to listen to him in order, but you should definitely check out the first yeah, one at I some point. So. I think so. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. We can't tell better stories than him, so why don't we just pop into this one? I heard a story. I had to get in touch with your boy, Josh Jerk, from the great school drugs before this interview. Oh, the school drugs rock band. Everyone loves... All the students are going crazy for the school drugs rock band. I know. I just told Josh yesterday, I'm like, you know, I love your band and I cannot wear your shirt around here, Um, (laughs) but I will wear one on the road. But but I'll tell you what, all the good looking kids and the leaders of tomorrow are wearing school drugs rock band branded apparel. There you go. Be sure to go to school drugs... (laughs) On the internet and get your branded school drugs rock band branded apparel. But great group, great guy. And he yeah. was he was telling me a story that um that he found you once in an office being explained by a famous hardcore singer what's gonna happen at a hardcore show and just kind of preparing you for like what's gonna happen at a hardcore show. And you had to be yes. like, Hey, I like, you know, I know your family, I've I've been here, like I know yeah, what's no, going I'm- on. I'm gonna I'm gonna name names because this isn't this does not reflect badly okay. on anybody. Yeah. Um so uh for the last six, seven years, seven years now, I've worked at a club in Asbury Park, New Jersey, House of Independence. Um it's a five hundred cap uh club and you know, whatever. So the person in question and, and also by the way, um I am 54 years old. Uh, I have silver hair and I look like your dad's tax attorney. <laughs> right. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, <laughs> I do not look like somebody who has been around hardcore, you know. For yeah, his whole- I mean, that, that was almost like what I wanted to get at was like, yeah. like, is that, you know, I've had the same issue in my life where I'm like, you know what? You know what a real punk does? They put on shows. They fucking produce music. They actually get out and do something. I don't give a shit about my hair. I don't give a shit about leather and studying. Like, but often it was like, oh, you know, you walk around in the world almost as like a punk in disguise. Yes. And you have to like kind of convince people like, no, 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 no. Like this is where I come from because of this. Like, is this something you've had to deal with for like 
a long time? Does it give you a strange sense of like, you know, you have to reach out a little farther almost just to prove to people like, oh, this is actually who I am, I, you know? And if yeah, I had fucking I, Liberty was, Spikes, you wouldn't have to say anything, you know? Right. No, no. That was, I mean, no, it, I don't really care. Because right. in a way, I like, because I, I do have, you know, still do have that mentality of like, um, you know, I am here, I am here for business. The business I am in is the business of fun. Right. So it's like my job is to make sure that everybody who paid $28 to be here or $15 to be here has a good time. And the way that, you know, here are the things that we can do to make them have a good experience, a good time. That's what my job is. And I take that job seriously. Um, yeah, there's a lot of joking around and bullshit and whatever, but it's like when you when you step back, you look and you go, well, it looked good and the bands went on on time and it wasn't a shit show. So, okay, we did a good job. Um, so the, that particular singer uh, was Freddie Madball of oh. New York Hardcore's Madball. And yeah. so, yeah, I do, I totally, like one of my side gigs is I am a wedding officiant. Right. And I look like a wedding officiant. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, that's a, that is a, it, it wasn't crazy. I, you know, it was totally normal for him to look at me. Um, oh, the other thing I, the other way I describe myself is, uh, tertiary market weekend weatherman, <laughs> like <laughs> right. channel 53, you know, <laughs> channel 53. I'm the guy who does weather on, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sundays when the real, the real weather staff who are like young and good looking have off, oh, shit. Um, <laughs> you know, so that's, you know, that's what I look like. I, I'm a very, I look like a square. Um, I, people often ask me if I'm the owner and I'm like, no, I'm just an old white guy. Like I, <laughs> you know, I work here. I look like I watch Fox news. You know, uh, I look like that is what I look like. So it's, right. it's fine. Um, so yeah, I was working a show and I just want, I was, or excuse me, I wasn't working a show. I was checking in and then I had to go somewhere else and do something else. And so I wanted to just touch base with Madball and make sure like everything's cool. I'm going to leave. These guys have it in under control, like, you know, everything good. And yeah, Freddie was like, Hey, can I talk to you? And he's, and it was very, it was really nice. I, I pulled, no, excuse me. I pulled him aside it was just like, hey, I just want to like let you know we're I'm gonna leave, but these guys have it and we're all good. And uh and he's like, you know, sort of like, you know, started talking about like just so you know, there's probably gonna be stage diving. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you know, and this is like hardcore and they're gonna be like moshing and this and that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we 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 know, yeah, yeah like I see when this it. was booked, yeah. like right. we it's Madball. Yeah, it's like, Madball. It's going right. to be a Madball show. Yeah. We know right. this. And uh, and he's like, you know, sort of like, a, well, this is hardcore. And I was like, yeah. Um, I go back with Agnostic Front, which is his older brother, Roger. Right, right. Yeah. You know, um, for anybody who didn't know, Freddie Madball <laughs> is the younger brother of Roger Moret of, of Agnostic Front. And I was like, yeah, I saw him. Like, I go back with Agnostic Front to like, you know, 1984 at a firehouse in Tom's river. Right. Like, yeah. I get it. I literally know 
you know, I was there when you were like, when, when you were like making, you know, guest appearances on stage when you were a teenager. Right. Like, yeah. Not yeah. to dip, like, not, not to be shitty, but just no, to no, literally say just, like, no, like, I know exactly yeah. who you are. Yeah. Like, I don't look like I know who you are, but I know exactly who you are. <laughs> um, How did he, so, that, yeah. did, did he receive that? Oh, very well. Yeah. Very yeah. graciously. Very, I, I, um, and it, it's very funny as, you know, Benny, I, I, I have to assume that you and I have had similar young experiences of being like, uh, you know, maybe like, you know, the chubby kid from New Jersey in New York <laughs> and you're a little overwhelmed and a little threatened. Sure. Uh, Many but times. It is, it's very funny. Like, yeah, I, I was not a CBGB's kid. Like right. I went a few times. It was just like, oh, oh, people could really get murdered here. Right, right. Like this does definitely seems like it could be a law and order set right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm just, I always, I went to these places and I engaged in the shows in the way you should be, but never with like that bravado, you know, right. it's like, it's like, I know right now that I'm 15 years old at studio one in Newark. Right. I know all the variables and I'm not that pleased with the variables, but I still want to be here, you know, like, yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> so I have two things since we're going so long. I have two things I want to make sure I get in. Okay? So long. I'm just getting warmed up. We're only an hour <laughs> oh, and 45 I into don't this. Care. I'll, I'll run. We've, Brad, you want to go for the, the, the We've long, just started part two. Longest yeah. going track ever. Let's do it. Yeah. Fuck it. No, um, I'm down. So also your friend, Josh Dirk. Yes. Told me, he's like, these are some stories you have to get. Mm. So I'm going to give you a choice. Yep. Of which ones you want to tackle, one, two, all of them, don't care. Okay? He said, ask about when Fred Schneider made him a hot dog. Right. Ask him about when he threw a bottle at Dickie Barrett. Yep. Ask Almost him brought that up the earlier. Madonna story. Josh has never heard that. Either short or long. Right. And then the Evan Dando Beanie Baby story. Wow. Which of these would you care to tackle? I mean, I want to tackle all of them. Let's get it. Let's go. Tell me about well, Fred Schneider and the hot dog. Okay. Fred, new wave icon, Fred Schneider. The B-52. time he made me a hot dog. Uh, He's a regular listener of Going Off Track, by the way. <laughs> My first punk rock band, the Shock Mommies. I was in high school and our guitar player uh, was friends with the Fred Schneider, new wave icon, Fred Schneider. Uh <laughs> Also comes from a large family. I want to say there are nine of them. Wow. And he grew up in Oceanport, New Jersey and graduated from the same high school that I sort of graduated from, Shore Regional. Wow. Did not know that. Yes. And uh, so his youngest brother, Chris, what, uh, was friends with our guitar player, went to high school with our guitar player, and... Chris, uh, Chris, Chris and I over, you know, especially back then sort of had this like weird rivalry that I never wanted. Uh, Chris is a good guy. Um, he's a, a, a funny guy and a real character, but always sort of felt like he thought he should have been the singer of the band that I was in. And it was like, that job is taken. Go, go make your own band. Like 
you're a, you're a charismatic guy. Go do it. Sure. Um, but, and, and yeah. Uh, so the thing about the Schneider family is that the Schneider genes are very strong. Youngest brother, Chris looks a lot like oldest brother, Fred Schneider. Fred Schneider, mm-hmm. I believe is the oldest. Um, and youngest brother, Chris also, uh, sounds a lot like oldest brother, Fred. Okay. And, um, again, 19 years old, 1988, uh, Chris Schneider invited the whole band, the shock mommies to the Schneider family cookout. The summer, the summer barbecue that they were having. It's fun. And things were a little bit touch and go with me and Chris at the time. And, uh, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to not go cause I felt like that would be a provocation. Ah, but I also was kind of a little wary of going. And, uh, so I talked to the rest of the band and it was like, you know, what time are you going to be there? Well, I'm working until five 30. I could get there at six o'clock. I'm working until, you know, I'm, I'm busy until five o'clock. I'm going to get there at, you know, five 30. And, and this one's working until, you know, whatever, six o'clock, they're going to get there at six 15 or something like that. So it was basically came down to, if I get there at six 30, everyone else will already be there. I will have some some buffer. Yeah. And I'll be able to, you know, just sort of keep myself out of trouble with Chris in front of his family. Right. So 630, uh, I pull up to the Schneider family residence in Oceanport, New Jersey. And uh, I walk around the side of the house. And it's one of those, uh, it's like a, I'm picturing like a a ranch style housing development, like one next to another, where maybe there's like twenty or thirty feet between houses, but the 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 yards are wide. They're large yards. Okay. And uh so I walk around the side and it's this big backyard. And instantly as I get around the corner, I can see it it all is crystal clear to me. There are there's a group of two or three people over there. And then maybe like 50 feet away, there's another group of three over there. It's this thing is over this event. This family event has, has basically ended. (laughs) And now it's just people hanging out at mom's house. Uh, I see. So, so the the grill is off. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And also I look and I see, None of my bandmates are there. Oh, good. Uh, and this is pre-cell phone, of course. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, none of my bandmates are there. And I kind of do like the Homer Simpson, like walking backwards into the bushes, <laughs> right. like and I hear from the other side of the yard. Hey, it's my friend Jim. <laughs> and I'm like. Ugh. Like no way out. No way out. I don't I don't think Chris is a bad guy. No point did I think he was a bad guy, but it was just you ever have those situations where you're like, the longer I stay talking to you, 
we're going to, one of us is going to say something that's going to annoy the other one. And we're just going to like get in this like low grade fight. That's totally unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Like, like one of okay. those we're being sort of nice, but totally fighting at the same time. Yes. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, he's like, Hey Jim, what's up? And I walk over there and he's like, you know, Hey Jim, you know, this is my sister, Robin. As I, <laughs> Hey Jim, nice to meet you. And Robin <laughs> looks like, a Schneider family, like it's just strong genes. She looks like she's Fred Schneider's sister. And, right. You know, this is my brother, Steve. Hey, Jim, nice to meet you. <laughs> and they, they all talk like Fred Schneider and they all look like they, <laughs> they're. That's too weird. Yeah. It, it's, it's just strong genes. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, you know, did you eat? And I'm, you know, a, a chubby 19 year old who is, you know, going to a family cookout so i expected to eat there so i did not eat it no i didn't eat you know and it's whatever 6 30 it's feeding time right <laughs> and uh and he's like oh fred's making everyone hot dogs <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> and uh and he's like where's fred and someone's like oh fred went down the street to the park with the with the grandkids and someone else is like I'll go get him. So new wave icon, Fred Schneider. <laughs> it's, it's 1988. Uh, yeah. That's kind of the height of his. It's, fame. it's actually, I, I want to say it's just before cosmic thing came out. I think I'm, I'm, I'm not, but it's like, he is definitely new wave icon, Fred Schneider. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, He's done the French Schneider Shake Society song uh, thing. He's gone so, done his solo record. I think uh, there's a monster in my pants. Uh, Brad, you might know that, Benny. You probably don't. I don't. But uh, Cosmic they, Thing was released June '89. Yes. Okay. There so this go. is yes. This is before. It's before Love Shack. It's before Rome. It, so he is definitely new wave icon Fred Schneider, like 100%. Unfortunately, I will, you know, it was after the death of Ricky Wilson, the uh, original guitar player. Right. He's down at the park, like five minutes away with his nieces and nephews being <laughs> Uncle Fred. Ah, oh, right. For some reason, the thing that they do is they dispatch somebody down to the park to get Uncle Fred, new wave icon Fred Schneider, <laughs> to come back to his mom's house <laughs> to make you a hot dog. To make his youngest brother's idiot friend <laughs> a hot dog. The late, the late. Oh friend. my gosh. <laughs> so we're like standing around talking, whatever, small talk, and a a visibly nonplussed <laughs> new wave icon Fred Schneider. <laughs> Comes into the backyard and it's just like, you know, looking uh, like staring, like looking at me. Just come on, yeah. You know, who's the asshole, right? Yeah. And it's like you know they they have the uh, they have the the grill, the gas grill that like sits on a stem coming out of the ground. It's like built in. Uh -huh. Oh wow! And Ooh, uh, very nice. Yeah. Yes. Um, and he puts on. I'm not joking. He literally puts on an apron. That might say like kiss the cook or something good, like that. Good, good. Puts the apron on. Yeah. And he opens up the lid to this this gas grill. And he takes out a little uh uh takes out like a Tupperware dish and he 
pulls with a pair of tongs, he pulls out a hot dog, <laughs> a singular wet, <laughs> slimy looking hot dog. Wow. I appreciate he aproned up for just one. Yes. Closes the lid, does not turn the grill on. And we stand there and he's just like looking like just not talking, Ugh. clearly not happy. <laughs> oh my God. And we're standing there very uncomfortably about a minute and a half passes. He opens up <laughs> a, uh, opens up a Tupperware dish, gets a hot dog roll, opens it up, takes no. the, <laughs> yes, the, like very little has physically changed with this hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> He put a cold hot dog on the roll. It was it was it was tepid. <laughs> Uncooked. It was, room, it was it was room temperature. Now oh we all God. know, by the way, that 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 hot dogs come pre cooked. You could eat right, them raw if you want. Sure. You're not going to be yes. hurt. Sure. So <laughs> he takes the hot dog and he puts it on the roll and sort of unceremoniously gives it to me. And we're all just standing around in this circle. And I take the hot dog. And now, again, chubby 19-year-old from New Jersey, you know, ninth of 10 kids growing up in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. A lot of hot dog experience under my belt. Yeah. I know what eating a hot dog should be like. Sure. (laughs) And I take a bite of this, and I know instantly that something is very wrong. Oh, okay. There is... No resistance whatsoever from this hot dog. I have just taken a bite of what seems to be a piece of room temperature salty clay oh. on a roll. <laughs> oh, Fred. Is it an oh. early tofu dog? It is an early tofu. <laughs> it, it is an un. And an unperfected oh, technology. Yeah. It is a it is a oh, late eighties uh, tofu dog. Yikes. Yes. Oh. And there's a look on my face <laughs> and I know it. And it's just like a oh shit. <laughs> and new wave icon Fred Schneider goes becomes animated and goes, oh, <laughs> Would you be happier if someone died for your dinner? Here, maybe this will feel better. Ow, stop. You're killing me. Oh, no. That's my baby. And I'm just standing there and I'm like, I'm oh fuck, I'm this like 19-year-old nobody from New Jersey. <laughs> I just got to stand here and take it. So you, I, I mean, I assume you, you got to eat the whole thing, right? I had to eat the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was freaking rough. Uh, <laughs> but the, the part where he did the like, you know, he's, and of course there were like hand gestures. Oh, yeah. You know, but uh, yes. <laughs> and that was the time that new wave icon Fred Schneider made me a hot dog. Wow. So how did, oh. how did it like, like, did this buy you any penance with Chris? Like, like, or was it just as I, awkward after? I have no idea. I, I was <laughs> I was in my own world. How quickly from, from eating that tofu dog did you did you depart the party? Immediately uh, after? 
I think I'm, I want to say within maybe five or 10 minutes, like yeah. two or three of the band members showed up and I was like, Hey, cool. Thanks for showing up. Right. <laughs> They're like, Oh, well, you know, enjoy your dog. Good. Yeah. Oh, but that, yeah, that is a good one. Goodness yes. gracious. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Would you care to move at throwing a bottle at Dickie Barrett? Throwing a bottle at Dickie Barrett. <laughs> uh, Sure. So before meeting, before my, my, uh, my fateful meeting with the goops, uh, when I, when I was tour managing Rancid, uh, the summer before summer of 1994, I tour managed a band from New York called Black Train Jack. Love Black Train Jack. So good. So good. One of the more underappreciated bands of all time from our scene, I would say. Yes. And they, again, we we started the tour. Uh, their manager had rented one of these, uh, one of these conversion vans with the high roof. Uh, I can't remember the name of the place. It was on, I want to say it was on like Long Island or in Queens or something. Oh yeah. Vanagon. Or something like that. I maybe that does sound familiar. Yeah. Yes. So that's yeah. Yeah. We we that's what we had for that rancid tour. We had one of those. Yes. Yeah. Everybody was renting those at it. Yeah. I think it was Vanagon. And they, you know, they weren't cheap. They were they were actually pretty. No. They were like I want to say they were like eleven hundred bucks a week or something like that in nineteen ninety four. Um, and yeah. but they were like the only place in the New York area at the time that would actually rent to bands that you didn't have to like lie or whatever. And uh, yeah, they um, so we show up for these uh, these bars. Well, they actually made them with a with a luggage area in the back. Yes, for bands. Yes. Yeah. They were full, they fully knew what they were being used for. Yes. Oh, the, yeah. if you went into their office, they had like they had eight by ten glossies. I remember that was uh, I, they had a a uh, a photo of Wu Tang Clan in oh, there. Shit. And I was yeah. like, Wu Tang rents here, and they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, they um, uh, we showed up for the Boston's tour in this Vanagon van. And the Dickey and uh, a couple of the other guys were sort of marveling at this thing. Uh, and they were like, you know, did I, I remember Dickey saying, like, your record company bought you this? You're like, <laughs> that's pretty cool, whatever. And the record company was Roadrunner. And someone from Black Train Jack was like, you know, no, we're, they didn't buy it, but, uh, but we're renting it. And... Boston's were like, you know, Dickie's like, you're renting it. What are you paying? And they're like, you know, eleven hundred a week or something. And he's like, eleven hundred dollars. How are you gonna make money? You're paying eleven hundred dollars for a van. You can't pay eleven hundred dollars a week for a van. That's you can't do that. That's crazy. And they're like, well, what are we gonna do? And uh, Dickie's like, you know, we got our van. They were in a they were in a bus on that tour. And uh, he's like, you know, we got our old van at home. It's not doing anything. We had sitting in front of Dennis's house. We could, we, you could take that. <laughs> okay. So first the Boston's took 
Black Jane Jack out on tour, agreed to let the, you know, let him be on tour. I don't know what connection there was between the bands other than Boston's liked Black Train Jack. Okay. Like there wasn't a label connection. I don't think there was an agent connection. I don't think there was a management connection. Um, It was just, you know, we were there. The first thing they did was insist that we go borrow their van (laughs) for free. (laughs) So the first thing that happened was they took an $1,100 a week expense off of our books. Right. Oh, uh, actually, yeah. no, that was the first thing that happened was they told us that, uh, you know, they had a, a specific stage set up with like monitors mid stage for the horn section. And like the, the way they set their stage up was very specific. And the first thing that happened was uh, Dickie and Joe Gittleman, came over and we're just like, don't worry about all this stuff. We're going to move our stuff out of the way for you. Yeah. And we're just like, you don't have to do that. You're the mighty, mighty Boston. Right. We're, and they're like, no, 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 no. You're not going to play on stage with all our stuff here. I will tell you wow. this, and this will mean a lot to, to those who know. It's an if you know, you know. Yeah. I believe... I believe that the Mighty Mighty Boston's in 1994 struck their drum kit. Wow! For Black Train Jack, they they totally redid the you know reset the stage like where the monitors were, whatever. They made sure that we had uh, they made sure that we basically we had the stage as though it was our show. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And they had, you know, already had big hits. Yeah, yeah. And we were playing like, you know, thousand to two thousand cap rooms. Like, no one knew who Black Train Jack was. No one cared. They could have, they could have, and by all rights would have just said, eh, you know, we're done. Use what you got. See you later. Sure. You know, yeah. It's, you know. Oh, dude, I'm, dude, I toured with the Boston's later. After um, their big hit, and they they were fucking awesome. They yes. used to throw us their fucking day room keys. Yes, after the show, and a day room is basically a hotel room that nobody slept in. Right? Yeah, it's used for showering. Yeah. yeah. So it's and like so. Yeah, we had free rooms every night. Right. So I'm I'm setting this all up because of you know obviously the name of the to show how awesome yes. Dickie is. They're, yeah. Amazing, great people like yeah, who, yes. who went way, way far above and beyond what anybody could yeah. expect or 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 ask for. If you if you asked for the things that they gave you voluntarily, you'd be a jerk. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. yeah no, amazing. So sure. we're in. We're doing this tour, and uh, there's a lot of booze on the. Uh, in the in the mighty mighty boss tones camp in those days, uh, a lot of drinking going on, and not so much in the Black Train Jack uh, organization. Just what Jameson, Bailey's, Bushmills. No. <laughs> You're talking about before the show for Black Train, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
What was this? Did you? What, Bailey's? No, I was just trying to think Bailey's. of anything. That's a, that's a great rock and roll drink. Could, you know? <laughs> I'm just gonna chug. I'm just gonna chug a, a, a bottle. Chug yeah, an alcoholic bottle. milkshake before I go yeah. on. Yeah. I'm sorry. Back to the van thing. We had their van, and uh, a common thing, a common uh, repair that would have to be made on Ford vans of that vintage was the. Uh, exhaust manifold mm. would need to be replaced because it would crack if you were pulling too much weight. So mm. at some point we had to replace their exhaust manifold. It cost $600 and an argument ensued as to whether, I, I want to say we had this van for like six weeks or something. Okay. Uh, and an argument that, that like almost got heated was, the boss tones are going to pay you back for repairing the van you were <laughs> using for free. Wow. Versus, uh. <laughs> versus that's very kind, but we can afford to amortize that $600 repair Seriously. for a hundred dollars right. a week. You're still saving us six thousand yeah, dollars right. and it was like they were not having it i forget how it worked out but i do remember it Jesus. was a it was like it almost got heated and oh, it was just nuts. like dickie you can't you can't pay us back for this it's like, like it's too crazy. much yeah, yeah it's too much you're too nice right this is gonna kill my guilt like please yeah. let us pay for it yeah and uh <laughs> so then we're in uh then we're in Jacksonville, Florida, and the club there had like a balcony thing that went above the stage as well, which is never a good idea. No. And uh, I'm on the side of the stage. Black Train Jack is playing, and I'm like bopping, like, you know, I'm downstage just next to the side fill, you know, thinking that no one can see me, of course. Uh, And with no warning, a bottle hits me square on the top of the head and then falls on the floor. And it's a, it's a full, a a mostly full or half full Budweiser long neck. Okay. Damn. And it fucking hurt. Yeah. Uh, And I draw blood. uh, It not for me. Um, (laughs) But I looked up, and I see Dickie and Joe Gittleman, and they're laughing. And like in my memory, they're like pointing and laughing. Okay. Oh, shit. And it wasn't just like I was angry. I remember being like hurt. Right. Like right. like emotionally hurt. Yeah, like like what the fuck? my friends did this thing to me. Yeah. Like what was this? This was completely whatever. Like just. It, and seemingly whatever. well out of character. Uh, maybe not out of character, but just like me. You're oh, gonna right, like right. we're okay. we're like we're bros, and you're doing this to me. Like what the fuck? Sure. And uh, I'm not proud of it, but in a rage, I grabbed the Bud Long Neck and I whipped it back up at them. And I didn't hit them, but I did hit like a beam that they were standing next to. The glass completely shatters everywhere. Oh, shit. Uh, Dickie Barrett, it cuts him 
he gets hit by broken glass. It cuts his neck. Oh shit. What what you would refer to as your throat. <laughs> Whoa. He's cut there. He has a piece of glass in his eye. Oh my God. Whoa. Um Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and you know, just whatever. The whole night turns into this like like they're delayed like you know, half an hour, 40 minutes going on stage because they're like dressing the wounds and getting glass out of his eye. Um, you know, the the tour manager comes over and it's just like, you know, the tour manager that night like gave me a like a speech, like a, you know, I want to talk to you on the bus kind of thing and Whoa. takes me in. It's like, you know, I don't know where you're from or, you know, what, you know, how, what, what your story is, but like, what you did was unacceptable. And that was like the work of a psychopath and you don't have feelings. And, <laughs> and it was just like, I, again, like just that thing where you're just like, I got to take it. I yeah. just got to fucking take it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Joe Gittleman came up and like tried to strangle me. He was super drunk. Oh. He like literally just walked up and put both hands around my neck. I was like, no. yeah, he oh. would not, he wouldn't remember it. But whatever he's like, uh, he was like choking me and like banging my head against the wall and like oh just trying to get God. his hands off me, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and then at some point someone's like, "Dickie wants to see you," and uh, oh my gosh, and I'm like, I go up to the dressing room and everyone's standing around. Like I walk in and I was just like, Ooh, yeah, like the, the like the, the the death march music is on. Yes, like, yeah. And they're they're like, they're there's like cleaning out this like cut on his neck, and he's like, Jimmy, Jimmy, what'd you do, man? You could have killed me, Jimmy. <laughs> it was like before they go on stage, right? He's right. like, I had glass in my eye. I might go blind. What what you got to do that for? And it was like, you know, everyone's standing around, and they had this. Uh, they had uh, what was their roadie's name? Oh my god, his name is Mark. Um, oh, tall um, guy. Tall guy. Oh my! It's so Mister. Oh my god! They had, they had Mark and the front of house guy who was nuts. Um. <sighs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. But, uh, so I'm in the dressing room and uh, everyone's standing around and it's like pretty tense. Jimmy, you, you could have killed me. You know, it's a couple inches over. This would have hit my jugular vein. I'd be bleeding out. <laughs> and I was just like, I was, I want, I was practically in tears if I wasn't in tears. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I was just like, Dick, like, I, you know, whatever. I, I reacted like, I don't know why you, why you dropped a bottle on my head. I was like, you know, you dropped a bottle on me and, you were laughing and I got mad. I was like, that's, you know, that's what happened. I'm, you know, I'm sorry that this, but like, I didn't start it. Right. And, uh, in the meantime, like the, the house crew from the club, like security and definitely the monitor guy, especially was like, yo, I saw the whole thing. They did it on purpose. Oh, okay. <laughs> like they dropped that. Like, it was like, he held it out over your head and then just let go. He's like, I saw the whole thing and I saw you get hit and I saw you throw it. He's like, 100%, that was a deliberate act that he did, you know, and, you know, they probably thought it was funny. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I don't know, maybe they didn't mean for it to hit you. Maybe they wanted to hit, you know, next to you, whatever. They were, they were totally, totally loaded. Oh my gosh. And uh, uh, so, yeah, like the house... As far as the house was concerned, like I was the victim. Okay. Right. But as yeah. far as the whole bass, like Boston's camp was concerned, you were I was a this, psychopath. Like, total psychopath. <laughs> and like oh, Black shit. Train Jacker, like in the middle, like, well, what do we, like, yeah, like what whatever. happened? Yeah. Whose side do we take? Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> let's, whatever. Uh, and so Boston's go on, they do their set, and, uh, while they were on, I like called a meeting with Black Train Jack, who you know I was pretty tight friends with, and I was just like, "Look, obviously, like this is bad, <laughs> and there's yeah. no way that like there's no way this continues with me on the tour." Oh, right. okay. Right. Yeah. The question is whether it continues. You know, I was like, "I'm leaving tonight because you guys need to stay on this tour." Right. 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 Like clearly, I am. I have to go. Take the parody but out of it, yeah. Don't, you know, and then there's the whole like, you know, well, we're going to stick together. And I was like, yeah, don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't stick together for me. Like, if we want to work together at some point in the future, we can. But like, this one's I a wash. need to leave. Yeah. What? Like, this one's a wash. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it was like, I don't, I can't be here. You can. Right. You can, and you can basically put distance between me and you and continue the tour. You're playing in front of, you know, 1500 people a night. You don't leave because you're sticking up for your friend. Right. Like that's, you know. Yeah. I'm not in the band. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the plan. The plan was, you know, so when I get brought on the bus after the show and I'm a psychopath and all that stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'm leaving the tour. Uh, and I left the bus. And at that point, and I, I am so ashamed right now that I can't think of the, 
of Mark's name, Mark's last name, because that's how he was known. Um, uh, I'm really tempted to like stop and Google this, but um, (laughs) he was a guy who was, you know, childhood friends with Dickie. He had gone to the Marines and then he came back and he had been with them the whole time. And he was like, he was Boston through and through. Right. Um, and, uh, when I left the bus, he basically called a meeting with everyone. The roadie did. And, uh, and was like, yo, like, this is fucking bullshit. Like if, if, if that had happened to me, if I had been on the side of the stage and, you know, someone else dropped a bottle on my fucking head, we'd all be up there beating their asses. Right. Right. He's like, Jim didn't do anything that we wouldn't have done. He didn't start it. He stood there. You dropped a fucking bottle on his head. And and you paid the price for it. Right. And it's fucked up, but you're not blind and you're not bleeding out. Like you did this. He stays on the tour. Wow. Like you Whoa. you fucking go get him. And Dickie comes out. Or somebody comes out, like Dickie wants to talk to you on the bus. Now I gotta go back to the bus. Back. I've already said, like, yeah. I'm not gonna fucking, you know, I'm leaving the tour. I go back on the bus and the whole band is there. And uh, I'm like choking up. I'm literally choking up right now. Uh-huh. And Dickie's like, you know, Jimmy, you're not leaving the tour. <laughs> He's like, you're not leaving the tour. You know, this is, you know, we fucked up. And, and you know, oh, God damn it. It makes me so mad I can't think of this guy's name. Is it Higgins? Last- Mark Higgins. Higgins. Okay. Yes. Higgins. Okay. Higgins. Yes, you're right. I found Higgins. It. I found Higgins. It. Yeah. Thank oh, you so job, much. You're welcome. Eddie. You're welcome. <laughs> He's like, Higgins, Higgins, you know, talk sense uh, into yeah. us. And like, you know, if anyone else had done that to us, we'd have done the whole, the same thing. And he's like, it's fucked up and let's not do it again. <laughs> but, you know, let's, let's hug it out and we're, and we're going to be good and you're not going anywhere. <laughs> and I was like, and that's, so I did. And we finished the tour and everything was great. We turned, returned the van and, uh, in 96 no it, it was another it was like a uh uh it was like a uh radio festival show somewhere i was working for a band and we're walking past brad as as you remember from those great 1990s buzz fests and and edge Ugh. cookouts and all those other nightmares right. um they'd have like the broadcast booth Right. <laughs> on the like on the concourse and so like they drag some some band members over there. Hey, we're here with Brad from the Goobs. Hey Brad, how's it going? <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good over here at the Buzz Buzz Yeah. Buzz Fest ninety six. Buzz Fest ninety six. <laughs> Can't wait to see yeah. Chemical Brothers and and you know, Paula Cole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Um <laughs> We're excited for all the artists who represent today's alternative nation. Um, <laughs> and I walk past and, uh, and Dickie Barrett is in one of those. And I stop and like point at him 
And he's like, hey, Jimmy. <laughs> and he's on the mic. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, oh, that guy over there. He, he's a good friend of mine. He uh, he almost blinded me with a bottle. He's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fucking. <laughs> Uh, this is how ever you'll forever be known in the mighty mighty boston's camp i mean you know hearing that story secondhand like i i feel like i probably would have had an extremely similar reaction i always have a you know a blind 30 seconds of of rage Rage, and unperceived pain like that and if you know where it's coming from what are you supposed to do i I don't know like i think that's i think any any uh proper east coaster i think that's why you guys made up you know it's like all right it's true yeah no you know but it was also yeah it was i it was a great testament to their integrity right that you know the the when higgins you know who who wasn't just like he wasn't just a roadie. He was very much no, he, in yeah. the inner circle. Right, right. Yes. Yeah. But but like when somebody spoke up, it was like, yeah, we'd have done like we would do the exact same thing that they were that they were able at that point to step back and go like, yeah, yeah, we would. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I mean, Joe Gittleman still didn't. We didn't. I don't know that we were we really talked after that. Right. Um, yeah. That's fine. You know, right. whatever. It happens. Um, <laughs> that but, is that's uh, an intense one. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I didn't know that story. That's yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't when when I met you. I wasn't running around bragging about it at the time. <laughs> no, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's a strange one. I mean, to to think. I mean, this was uh, uh, clueless. Could have never happened. You know. <laughs> right, right. Or, or, or maybe he would have done it with an eye patch, and a whole oh, eye patch trend, bro, trend would have. Yeah, uh, that could have been like the extra hook to that band. Yeah, the eye patch, a, and then, and then instead of me complaining about the, the everyone stealing the leopard spotted bikini underwear, it's uh, Adam Ant just going. I wore an <laughs> eye patch first. <laughs> <laughs> then you, you could add another semicolon to your book. You know, yes, the original, original bikini. Underwear man and the the one who gave Dickie Barrett an eye patch. Yeah, well, that was a close one. Wow. Yeah, intense. Yeah, that was that was a you uh, know Jacksonville brings out the worst in people. Oh, I think God. that's what it's about. You know, has anyone ever left Jacksonville feeling feeling good? Oof. I think we had a bad experience in Jacksonville, actually. I have also had some bad experiences in Jacksonville. So that's. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, Brad. Was it? Was I there? I don't. Was that the one where somebody jumped on stage and and like Eleanor got really weird? Were you on that tour? And then the band and we all had like kind of an inner band fight about it. I don't know if that was a tour that you were. What do you mean? Got weird? uh, Meaning? Yeah, that's like. So so this fan jumped on stage and tried to hug her, uh, right? And like. And she got wigged out for some reason. I don't remember the specifics. There was something else going on. Yeah. And um and I think it was late in the tour too. But she yeah, and she was kinda like, Why didn't you kick her off the stage? I'm like, What are you talking about? We're like a punk rock band. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. You don't kick people off the stage. But so it started a kind of a thing. But yeah, I'm, that was definitely Florida and I think it was Jacksonville. <laughs> I, I have a vague memory of it, but I I don't. I think it was the 
that tour. Or it might okay. uh, Yeah, I don't think it was Sam I Am. I think we were headlining, so it would have been that tour. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Jim, would you care to move yes. on to Madonna or Evan Dando and a Beanie Baby? Uh, the Madonna thing. I'm going to tell you right now. The Madonna story, properly told, yeah, can can run up to three hours. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do the other. Right, let's, let's do, do Dando. Evan Dando. Dando. Yeah. Okay. So, 1997, uh, I was uh, working. I did a, a quick run with the Lemonheads. Uh, it was on the Car Button Cloth Tour, and uh, there was there were some great great Evan Dando stories from that tour. I mean, just very briefly uh, in rapid succession, Evan showed up with, as I recall, like four giant pieces of luggage, like the kind that your, your grandparents would use for like a cruise around the world. (laughs) You know, that like the biggest piece of luggage in the luggage set, he had like four that size. Um, but no shoes. He did a he did a three week tour completely barefoot. Did not have a pair, not a pair of flip flops. Whoa, nothing. So the first show that or the first performance was on a uh, an MTV variety show called Viva Variety that featured members of uh, the state later to be on Reno nine one one. And the conceit of this show that it was that it was a variety show. I don't I don't know if it was to take supposedly took place in Eastern Europe or they were just from Eastern Europe, but it was this weird sort of there was this weird energy to the show, and they would have live bands perform and Lemonheads went on and performed this song. That was the first performance. Okay. So it was sort of a weird start to begin with. Yeah. And then the second show was an actual county fair in Virginia. Whoa. So it was just like this, what are we doing? Okay, let's go. Um, And we drove overnight from Queens where this TV show was done. uh, And we stopped at a truck stop in like Maryland or Virginia or somewhere. Okay. And they had just started with it being the start of the tour. Evan had was given by his business management, a brand new Amex gold card. (laughs) Good. And here's the thing about a brand new Amex gold card. Never had one. You got to tell me. (laughs) They don't work. What? I've had this experience multiple times as a tour manager where you get this card. The, the, the strongest memory was being in Europe, starting off a European tour with monster magnet. Right. And getting to the, getting to Frankfurt to the Sheraton or the Hilton or whatever. It was like a big business hotel. Yeah. Yeah. And going to check in, and it was, I want to get this straight. I want to get this right. I want to say it was like early in the morning in Frankfurt, like nine o'clock, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's three or four in the morning in New York. Mm-hmm. And I think Frankfurt's seven hours, if I, if I recall. Okay. Yeah. So what, whatever time it is, it's the middle of the night in New York. It's morning in Frankfurt. We flew overnight. We dealt with all the bullshit. No one slept well. Um, and we just want to get into these hotel rooms and sleep. And maybe there's, I don't know if the show is that night or the night after, but it is the goal of getting into a bed is strong. <laughs> right. Sure. And I show up and I've got this Amex gold card and it is instantly declined. Oh, oh God. And the reason, and this happened again, repeatedly through the nineties is, well, the person who got this, who, who filled out this credit card is in New York and now you're using this card in Frankfurt. Right. So we think it's fraud. Right, right, right. And it's like, it's a friggin' Amex business gold card. Yeah, yeah. It's made for using overseas. It's made for using everywhere all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I I really, I swear I had this experience like three times of like, yeah, you I know. Mean, yeah, yeah, this makes sense because I've had cards locked. Yeah. As a result of not handling my shit in the States and going to Europe with it. And so I can imagine at that time the it was an even more archaic process to get there. Yeah. And yeah. so sitting around this, you know, hotel lobby, you know, being as being as uh uh annoying as possible and as obtrusive right. as yeah. possible, you know, for hours while the clock ticks till they can get someone on the phone in New York oh, to go, Jesus. oh, yeah, that's them. Oh you know, my God. it was so, so annoying. So Evan Dando, a different trip, starts off. He's got his new gold card. We stop at a truck stop, and Evan Dando is in this truck stop, and he's gone on tour, and he has all this luggage, and he brought, uh, he brought a buddy of his, uh, my, some might say his drug buddy. That's a song. That's a Lemonhead song. Sure is. Um, <laughs> brings uh, his buddy Dustin with him, who parenthetically I now understand is a very successful artist, a very successful sculptor or visual artist whose work sell for millions of dollars. Wow. Um, at the time, that was not the uh, that was not his position in life. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, he is along for the ride as like Evan's Evan's friend. He's just going to come hang out and be a be a goofball. And the two of them go into this truck stop, and they are probably high and drunk. Uh, someone showed up with like I don't know five hundred whippets. Uh, oh my god! So they're probably doing whippets all night. Uh, yeah, they would. They would. They wouldn't throw the whippet cartridges away. They'd just drop them on the floor of the bus. So when the bus would turn, all the whippets would go from one side to the <laughs> those other. Those little metal, yeah, those little metal cartridges. Yes. Holy shit! Um, I wish I didn't know what they looked like, but I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so these two go into the into the uh, the truck stop at you know two in the morning, three in the morning. I was not the tour manager on this job on this tour, I was the stage tech guitar tech and the tour manager, 
uh, Debbie was asleep in her bunk and I went into the truck stop and these guys are like laughing, giggling and like grabbing. It was during the height of beanie babies. Right. And they're just getting armloads of beanie babies and loading them onto the counter. And the cashier who I be, I'm picturing like, I am picturing a very not amused looking woman. Yeah. Uh, is like standing there and they're like scooping all these beanie babies and they basically clean out this large bin <laughs> that all the beanie babies are in and dump it all in. And they create this mountain of beanie babies <laughs> on the counter that is completely un- unwieldy and can't be, you know, properly worked scanned. with. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so the woman's like, you know, pissed off and she goes and she starts ringing them up, counting them whatever and she gets all the way through and they're laughing and this is gonna be so great we got all these beanie babies we got all these beanie babies you know and it's like you know five hundred fifty dollars worth of beanie babies <laughs> and she gives he gives her the gold card and it's declined yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and she's standing behind the oh. counter holding the holding the card and going it's declined. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> Ammon's like, you know, scan it again, scan it again. She's like, it's declined. And she's standing there and it's like, it tells me to like, you know, like our, our policy is that we cut it up. And he's like, oh. he's like, no. Oh, and he's no. like trying to reach over oh, and like God. grab her over the counter. Over like a mound like, of Beanie Babies. Yes. And like, you know, Beanie Babies are flying everywhere. And I'm in there and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And she's like, she starts screaming. And I'm like, oh. all right, let's break this up. Break it. And he's like, I want my card back. She's got my card. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, hold on, hold on. And she's like, you know, then she turns to me and realizes, as you said, D- Brad, I'm the daddy. You know, <laughs> she's like, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the state police. State police are gonna be here in five minutes, and y'all are gonna get arrested. And blah blah. blah. That's assault. <laughs> he can't grab me like that. And I'm like, I get stop. Let's all. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Daddy's here. Yeah. And uh Evan Evan and Dustin storm out. They're outside. They're all mad and whatever. And I'm just like, okay. And she's like, you know, you need to blah 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 blah. And it's like, yep, yep. I was like, listen, this is my first day working for this guy. You know, I it's a it's a gold card. This happens. Right. It's I'm sure it's legit, but I am also sure it was declined. Um, And she's like, well, someone's got to come in here and clean all this up because I'm not going to, if I have to clean it up, I'm calling the police and they're (laughs) going to come in here. And I was like, I get it. And I was like, how about this? If I can get them to come in and apologize and put the Beanie Babies back, can, will you please give me the card after they're done and we'll leave and that'll be that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did. And I went in and, you know, at first they're like, they're doing it like, like sullen eight-year-olds. Right, right, right. Like, Stupid baby, baby, baby. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Stupid. And I was like, no, 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 yeah. no, yeah, no. Like, like Paul Rudd in Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, we're like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
<laughs> We're not putting them in upside down on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Boys. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to put their beanie babies back nicely yeah. like you found them. <laughs> How many we, like, you think uh, we like a hundred? Uh it was it was somewhere in the five hundred to six hundred dollar range. So assuming they're like seven bucks each. Yeah, you're dealing with yeah. Good, they're like eighty beanie good babies, 80 something beanie like that. Babies. <laughs> and it was like, nope, I mean, the nope. street value of those now is probably a hundred oh, yeah. grand, right? Yeah, would have been a good um, investment. <laughs> that's not actually how it worked, Betty. <laughs> Sorry, my my that, knowledge of the beanie baby market is thin. Well, it's you know, let me put it to you this way: I put two thousand dollars into into crypto a couple of years ago. How'd that go? Uh, oh. I, I was just visiting my hundred fifty dollars uh, the other day. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, the uh, uh, yeah, I, I made them put them all back. I, I when they started putting them in badly, I made them take them all back out and oh put them God. back in mm. nice. Like you do will it put the these right in. Way. Yeah, you you do it like your merchandisers for the Thai stuffed animal you know, right, right. company. You, right. you you put them in correctly so that some nine-year-old will actually want to buy it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the Beanie Baby story. Wow. Was, uh, and, and again, like, so they finish and they leave and I get the card and I go back on the bus and the next morning the tour manager's like, so I heard I missed something. They almost got arrested. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, not really. The police didn't even show up, but you know, it was a threat and <laughs> I mean, yeah. I love that it turned into too. Like, if they don't clean up, I'm gonna call the yes. cops. Yeah. You know, that's what it ended up coming into. It's funny. Yeah. She's like, I'm not putting the 80 beanie babies back for these idiots. <laughs> so, you know, another yeah. story where I quietly relate because, like, if I was given like a gold Amex card at a certain point in my life, right? I'd be like, it'd be fucking funny to come in and clean this place out of beanie babies. I could see yeah. it. I could see oh, it. Yeah. You know. Oh well, then let me tell you the story about. And I let me tell you the story about New Orleans mm -hmm. with, with Evan Dando of the Lemonheads in 1997. Love the Lemonheads, by the way. Yes. Riderless is one of my son's favorite songs these days. It's an interesting song because the the uh what you think of as the chorus is just the end of the song. Right. Yeah. Out before you're in. I, I love that about they were uh, they didn't bore you, got right to the chorus, and then I, I think that's why that record is almost so re-listenable. There's yeah. a lot of like strange tricks where you just want to go back and hear it again almost automatically. What a shame about Ray. One of my all-time favorite albums. Um, so uh, so you're in New Orleans. I'm in New Orleans with, uh, with Lemonheads 1997. And we're at, we've done the county fair. We've done the, we've done the TV thing. And then we had a string of shows at House of Blues. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah. And here's the thing about being a punk and a young, a youngish punk and working the House of Blues shows. Either of you ever watch uh, Brad, you're probably a big Twilight Zone guy, aren't you? Yeah, you the original? Yeah. 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 I've watched a lot of Twilight Zone, sure. So you remember the one where the guy is like a like a, a degenerate gambler and he dies. No, I don't remember. Guy, guy's a gambler in life and he's got this he he dies and there's there's a uh 
you know, his guide to the afterlife, his angel or whatever, uh, comes up and, and, uh, he's like, you know, there's a, there's this, he lives in this penthouse suite and there's a, there's a card table over there. And whenever he plays cards, he wins. And when there's a roulette wheel and he's like winning money and like, there's always girls, you know, coming in and there's the montage of him laughing and drinking and smoking. And, um, neat is this isn't catching anybody yet. Okay. So he does it and it's like, you know, he's having a great old time for a while. And then it's clear that some time has passed and he says something to his angel, his guide. He's like, you know, you know, whatever Stevens or whatever the guy's name is. He's like, you know, this is all great, but, uh, you know, winning all the time, uh, you know, it kind of, kind of loses its flavor after a while. He's like, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I hate to ask, but you know, heaven's great, but do you think I might be able to get a little look at the other place? (laughs) And the guide goes, oh, you know, Mr. Horowitz, (laughs) the other place, this is the other place. (laughs) Uh, Right, right. You know. That's the House of Blues in New Orleans. It's the House of Blues. (laughs) It's it's doing a tour of House of Blues shows. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, when you're like the, when you're the, the, the punk roadie in your twenties, you're like, man, someday we're going to get to a club and the stage is going to be big enough that like, you know, (laughs) nothing's going to be hard. And, and that all the food that we ask for is going to be backstage and like everything, like everyone who works here is going to be like cool and know what they're doing. And all the, all the speakers and microphones are going to work and none of the cables are going to be broken. Oh, it's gonna be and then so you're great! Like, I can't get out. Yeah, and then and then you're on one, and you're like, "We just did five of them in a row," and yeah. like, somebody please get me to the electric banana in Pittsburgh. They don't even give like, you any fucking bread pudding anymore, you know? It's bullshit. I, what? I used to, that was my demand. Anytime I went to, I'm like, I don't care about anything on the rider. I don't even like the food, but I need this tray of bread pudding that I know is available to me because it's delicious. At the house, the house of yeah. blues, they they almost always did it, and now bread pudding no longer available. So house of blues, I'm I'm done with you. You know, get the bread pudding mm-hmm. back. If anybody from House of Blues happens to be listening right now, hey Betty, Jim, Betty, yeah. get a hold of yourself. I can't. I love <laughs> what bread the hell pudding. is wrong with you? I love bread pudding. It's fine that you love bread. I mean, I mean, you should have found something far more accessible to love. I'll say that. Well, like, I, I think can that's understand. why, I like, you know, where I'm from, you don't run into a tray of bread pudding very often, like hot, no. fresh bread pudding. That's, that's no. special, you know? So fuck your chips and your, you know, <laughs> buttery pasta with a couple vegetables in it. Get me right. the bread pudding, baby. Okay. I want to pivot. Can I pivot us real fast? Sure. It's going off track. We have to go off track at the end here because I'm the most off track of. of there's going something off track. I need to get yeah. in here for my own, yeah, uh, just my own satisfaction and turn the tables on you a little bit. Sure, I know you're the trivia master now. I, I, I am. You host trivia. I'm the third best trivia host in North America. Yes, I mean, so this is this should be a slam dunk for you. Okay, I uh, came, I came up. With a New Jersey trivia test for you right now. Ten Ooh. questions. No, no. Here's the thing. They're slam dunk th- questions. I didn't go yeah, but, for deep but, cuts. 
Yeah, but but Benny, I just want to point something out. If I get these all wrong, uh huh. Being a trivia host is not the same thing as being a trivia expert. I get it. Holding the trivia host as the trivia contestants. I see. It's sort of like making a drummer play the bass line. It's like Alex Trebek, like 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 trying to be a Jeopardy contestant. Yes, it's yes. That is the thank you, thank you, drummer, for providing the most <laughs> simplistic analogy imaginable. <laughs> no problem. I tried to bass player. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm not even a bass player. Like I'm really not a bass player. All right. Well, all that being said, I think if you don't get six out of ten of these, okay, I'm, I'm going to question. Yes, where I'm actually from. Yeah, and this is I gave you all New Jersey, so some sure. of this should be even. Sure. Not uh, trivia knowledge, but New Jersey knowledge. So let's go. Rapid fire. I'm going to test you here. Right. First one. Which New Jersey state highway running from Philly to AC is called the White Horse Pike? White Horse. There's White Horse and Black Horse. I believe that Black Horse is 40. uh, Oh, well, well, 30. 30 goes, goes AC to Philly. All right. Nailed it. U.S. 30. U.S. 30. Correct. Um, and and by the way, it goes far beyond Philadelphia. I mean, U.S. 30 probably goes to, where does it, where does, I? because it's a U.S. highway. So oh, yeah, you're gonna, the even numbers. Yeah, east-west. Yeah, so that must go pretty far. Yeah. 20 is Boston to Portland. Yeah, I know 40 is down there somewhere in Tennessee. No, no, that's I-40. Oh, right. Yep, yep. Although yep. US 40 does go through Denver. All right, we're getting off. You got it correct, okay? Off track. All right, route 30. <laughs> off track. So, yep, what 30. is the least populated New Jersey county? Ooh. It's either going to be Salem or Cumberland. Oh, but it might be like Gloucester or even Camden because they're all small. Um but I'm going to go I know that I've looked at this. Uh, I am going, I'm going to, I have a 50, 50 chance of getting it right, which means I have a hundred percent chance of getting it wrong. (laughs) Um, I am going to go with Cumberland. First instinct was right. It was Salem. Ah, okay. Moving on. Which ocean County communities, Naval airfield was the site of the Hindenburg disaster oh, in 1937. Please. That's insulting. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> I told you some were slam dunks. Yeah, yeah, that's Lakehurst. Yeah. That is Lakehurst. Correct. All right, this one I'm giving you multiple choice for one of them. Don't give me multiple choice. Give I have a- to. This you one's too to? weird. This one's too weird. Okay. Currently, yeah. how many farms total does oh, New fuck. Jersey have left? Oh, this is a beans in a jar question. It is. <laughs> that's not trivia. That's guessing. Okay, fine. Go. 500, 4,000, 9,000, 15,000. <sighs> How many farms are left? <laughs> you hate this. <laughs> I really do. As a trivia host. As a, this is a hack question, I'd imagine, as a trivia trivia. This is, some people do this. It's It's... It's called a beans in a jar, right. or it's called a closest to the closest to the stake question. It's what you do as a tiebreaker if you've written a game that 
is poorly struck. If you run a game that is so poorly structured that ties occur. Um, Damn. Yeah. Like every realize it was so much to this. Yeah. It's, gig. yeah, it's, it's, uh, what are the numbers again? 500, 4,000, 9,000, 15,000. Yeah. I mean, okay. Since I have no idea, I'm going, I'm going to say that 500 has to be too low. 15,000 has to be too high. So it's either 4,000 or 9,000 and I'll go with 500. <laughs> it is 9,000. It's 9,000. I would have said 4,000, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. tried to make them so far apart. That but also, it been, also you, know. you get into the question with that because of New Jersey agricultural law of what constitutes a farm. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm learning out here. I mean, all you have to do, I think, is sell honey. $5,000 worth of something every year, and you can yeah. tax yourself as a farm. So yes. that's why everyone's got honey and wood in front of their fucking houses. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Okay. What is any- New Jersey's state flower? Ooh, that is a legitimate, very tough trivia question. Uh, if I had known that I was going to be asked New Jersey trivia. Uh, New Jersey state flower. I know that the bird is the eastern goldfinch. The insect is the honeybee. The animal is the horse. Well, you just answered another one. So. <laughs> uh, I know that the, the motto is liberty and prosperity. Uh, the flower? I'll give you, do you want, can I give you a small hint? Uh, is that allowed? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because it's it, it's not going to be, like, I'm wondering if this, if this is like a trick. Uh, let me guess wrong, and then you can give me a hint. I will say the honeysuckle. That is not it. Okay. <laughs> the hint it? would be, Okay. it's two words, both colors that are essentially the same color. The purple violet? That's it. <laughs> I was going to say violet. That was one of my, that was one of the things I was kicking around, but, and I didn't have a whole lot that I was kicking around. I was like, Daisy, no, (laughs) Uh, but all right. Here's another slam dunk. I think the oldest seashore resort in New Jersey is. Ooh, there, there's, there's competition for this one. Oh, really? Many people claim the crown. Yeah. Yeah. The oldest. I should say Long Branch because I grew up right next to Long Branch, but I'm not. I'm going to say Cape May. Nailed it. Good. Okay. The internet says it's Cape May. Yeah. Okay. Uh, You already got what is New Jersey's state animal? The horse. Yeah. So well done. Already nailed. Thank you. I really like this one. Didn't know it. The College of New Jersey is the original name of what private research university? Princeton University. Well done. I didn't know it was called the College of New Jersey. And then they opened the College of New Jersey. That's, you know. Well, they didn't open the College of New Jersey. They opened Trenton State College. Right. And renamed And it. then at some point they were like, hey, you know how this has the same name as a prison right over here? <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe we should change the name. I did see uh, Busta Rhymes at the old Trenton State University. Yeah. Um, okay. Who is the only U.S. president to claim New Jersey as home state? This is a tough one because Woodrow Wilson was from – Woodrow Wilson spent time in New Jersey, but I don't know if it's Woodrow Wilson. Uh, a Wilson Hall at Monmouth University is named for him. 
And uh, right across from where I work at House of Independence, there's a plaque on the wall talking about how at one of the elections, I think it was a uh, one of the elections that Wilson hung out upstairs waiting for results in the old Asbury Park press building. Hmm. I got to go against my gut here. That's smart. Uh, and I got to just go Woodrow Wilson. Yeah, no, that's the answer. It he is. the okay. only one who claimed it as his home state. Got it. All right. Okay. You're doing great, by the way. I think he was governor also. Might have been governor. This one might be a little tricky for a South Jerseyan, such as yourself. I'm a Central Jerseyan. Thank you. Nah. <laughs> Debatable. But um, is it what? Well, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on. Uh, this is happening. <laughs> Brad's like, oh, yeah. kill yeah. me now. <laughs> I know. It is a very Jersey centric podcast, whether you like it or not. Yeah, sorry, Brad. buddy. We've sorry, dragged sorry. you in. We've dragged sorry, you in. Rhode, sorry, Rhode Island. I know. People I know you don't from, have internet access yet. You're from somewhere where New England has farms, which I didn't know existed, but sorry, yeah. buddy. Yeah. <laughs> With your weird coffee drinks. Yeah, who knows what happens? I'm surprised you don't have a soul patch. But. Uh, in what New Jersey river was yeah. the first submarine ride by inventor John P. Holland? Oh, probably, by the way, John P. Holland, probably who the Holland tunnel is named after. I believe so. Uh, you refer to it as a New Jersey river, right? I Isn't did. Is that what you said? I did. Okay. Um, yes. Yeah, so not, not the one. Yeah, I know it is a New Jersey river specific. Okay. Because uh, it, this was, uh, during the revolutionary war, uh, or shortly thereafter, but I think, I think they had, I think they had submarines in the revolutionary war. I guess I'm just going to have to go Passaic. Wow. Good work. <laughs> I thought that was a deep cut. You're really impressing me here, Jim. I'm a dork. No, you're, this is, you are uh, better than Alex Trebek. And the last one, close enough. Give me rounded to the million, the current New Jersey state population. Oh, it's like 9.2. Wow. Nailed it. Yeah. Wow. Could, Brad, we had to come up with a crown or something. This was I good. know. This is, well, you really, oh. the way you downplayed it at the beginning. I know. I know. He, he like set it up for failure here. I got to tell you. You know. A host is not always the best. It, well, perfect. no, no, because it is a, it's a thing like, okay, first of all, as a trivia host, the thing that happens, <laughs> like hosting, I host trivia in bars. And as I said mm -hmm. to Brad before we started, Benny, uh, I believe that after a certain age, uh, and this wouldn't actually apply to you, I don't think, uh, <laughs> but after a certain age, it becomes a bit unseemly to be in a band with like certain expectations. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I 100% know what you're saying. You know, and and I've I've I found myself on stage in that band and went, "Oh! Oh! <laughs> yeah. We need to stop this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, my friends who I my friends who I cajoled into being here don't want to be here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm a burden now. <laughs> right, oh, this right, is bad. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, that is a uh, real thing that really happened at the old Asbury Lanes. What what um, band was it? Oh, I refuse to say the name of the band okay. because it was so horrible that it was that even a man who went on stage in bikini underwear <laughs> and is bitter that other people who were better looking <laughs> did it wouldn't say the name of the band. Um 
<laughs> it was a it was like an old man old man band uh and but there was a point where people other people in the band didn't realize that it was an old man yeah. band yeah yeah and then you're yeah. like oh like if we were just up here goofing around it, it would be totally fine totally and, fine and also like you know you want to go play as i said to Brad earlier like you want to go play in the in the corner at you know, the wing hut and like play your your songs go Have, for it go for it go for it you're not hurting anybody or if you want to play a local band show that's kind of like ah we're doing a party for our friends you know yeah totally cool no i agree uh, after a certain age and a certain position that you get to for whatever reason those things uh if they're not bereft of expectation they they can definitely appear uh fairly ugly yes <laughs> yes uh so that's that, I was ready to just be in a Led Zeppelin cover band about two years ago and yeah. go work at Whole Foods. That would have been great. Right. That's okay. Right. That's okay. And you and yeah, and I, and again, you'd have made good money as a Led Zeppelin cover <laughs> band. <too. laughs> I mean, I, they're uh, like, whoa, the drummer's got the look down and everything. Yeah, yeah. it's great. <laughs> you might want to think about this band. Um, <laughs> I don't know if my my single pedal can manage that these days. Woo. Yeah. The uh the the being a trivia host gets that same thing for me that that being in a band would right but it's a little less sad <laughs> and and definitely more self aware like it's it's literally called trivia and i'm assuming it's got to be a touch more profitable too yes probably it is significantly <laughs> significantly more profitable yeah. yes yes it's a good gig man and it seems like a lot of fun like yes yeah it is um, and it's weird because there are two things that I say I'm good at. One is running a rock show, and the other one is hosting trivia. Other than that, nothing. I'm a doorstop. Hey, man, some people got none. You got two. Yeah. 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 Well, I think you did great. You got... Thank you. What did I get? It's like you got seven eight, out of ten? You got like eight and a half out of a possible 11. So What's, the, what's the half? Uh, what did I give you the half on? Maybe it was because... Um, it's because you said Salem first. Uh, you know, no, no, no. You, you can't count that on one at all, answer. Right? Yeah. No. Okay. No, so, no. so yeah, then eight you, you got eight of 11, which is okay. really score. strong. It's it's really score. strong. I'll take that. I was going to say, I was going to start giving you shit if you didn't get six. Because as you Fair. knew, like Hindenburg, you know, some of them I thought were yeah, sl- no. those are slam dunks, you know? Yes. Yes. They definitely were. And I tried to keep it what I deem South Jersey centric, but you know. Well, here I've got one for you. I've got a I've got a question. It's not it's not specifically about New Jersey, but it definitely has New Jersey implications. Okay. Can you tell me uh in what year was the uh Federal Pure Food and Drug Act passed that made it so that uh the product previously known and marketed as Taylor Ham <laughs> Could no longer be called ham and became pork roll. Oh, when, when I'm assuming Big Ham got into the mix by law, <laughs> the Big by Ham law, lobby oh. by law not allowed to be re- fucking to use Big ham. ham. I knew someone was responsible for this. Uh, oh, that would be 1906. Wow, it has been really for 50 for John Taylor formed the Taylor Provisions Company and sold Taylor Ham. From 1856 to 1906 for 50 years. Uh-huh. And for 117 years since, it has been illegal to call it Taylor Ham. Uh, and that is why it is known as Taylor brand pork roll. 
Wow. <laughs> so so the nod to Jersey, uh, the nod to Jersey uh, stupidity and infighting that I'll make for this podcast, Brad, is that <laughs> it really bothered me at one point when uh, former Governor Chris Christie entered into the pork roll Taylor ham debate uh, and came out as Taylor ham Ugh. and sort of said, that's what Ugh. it is. And the reason was he was a federal prosecutor ah. before he was governor. I was like, if anybody should be able to follow federal law, it's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking ham. That guy yeah. he is a fucking ham. <laughs> um, so this has been a pleasure for me, Jim. I appreciate you taking three hours for us. Thanks. Oh, please. It's, Anything for you guys. And I hope uh, I hope I see you soon. I'll give you a big embrace and yeah. Maybe we can get some uh get those get those bikini bikinis out of retirement. Yeah, I'm gonna have to <laughs> shave. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right. So listen, we're going to come back to Jim for the Madonna episode at some point. We have to, yeah. because you know what? I know a little bit of that story and I want to hear the extended version. <laughs> oh, no, we need it. We need the full. I, You know, it's funny. I didn't even remember that there was the Madonna tie when I was talking yeah. about Madonna in the intro. I just like talking about Madonna, you know, it's a very, very interesting <laughs> presence. But listen, we boofed it in the intro because what? one quick Google and we missed like the biggest musicians turned actors like ever. Wait, wait, wait. Let me think of at least one because you're not going to okay. say Lady Gaga, please. Is that what I you're going to she, say? She's on the list, but not. Okay. she's not the major. But you're I'm saying talking, there's somebody. There is one like in particular. Queen Latifah? Who, who's an actual movie star. Queen Latifah, oh. yeah, she's up there. I, I put her number movie two. star. A like proper blockbuster movie star who started who was originally J Lo. Wait, actually, did he start in music first? It's a he. 
I don't know, man. You got to tell me. He recently slapped a man. <laughs> you know I don't pay any in attention public. to, it's Will to Smith. any news, let Will alone. Smith. Will Smith. Oh, fuck that guy. I mean, but, uh, you it know. doesn't count. Was uh, he but was he actor before a musician? No, I think he started oh wait. Maybe he was. was, fr- he was Fresh in, Prince uh, was before the hits, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it might have been. So so he might not count. Latifah's definitely up there. You know, right. Justin Timberlake did a pretty nice job. Yeah. I actually uh, like watching him. We forgot about Mark Wahlberg, who Call him a musician if you want, but, yeah. you know, started know. in that world. I mean, I feel like boy bands are kind of like acting anyway, so. What about Cher? Cher, yeah, again. Pretty good acting career. She got away with a few performances that people thought were good, but I, on the whole, I wouldn't call her like convincing actress. You know Although, who most, yeah. m- might be the most uh, prolific of the group, even though maybe not good, Elvis Presley? Right. Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> definitely not a good actor. <laughs> Give a little love to uh, Tim McGraw. He's played a couple nice ones. What about Dolly Parton? Uh, again, working nine to five is a way you to know? make a living. Hello, cool comes Jay. Does Dolly? I don't know. <laughs> David Bowie, Labyrinth is nice. Ooh, David why isn't Bowie. Prince getting any love here? Purple Rain's a heck of a movie, you know. Yeah, but again. Most deaf, he, he crossed over. Oh, Jared Leto. No, he went the other way. He <laughs> went He went Bacon Brothers and Keanu. He started playing music after he was famous. You know who we lost too early in the acting category was Tupac. Yeah. Tupac was a good actor. He, he might have had like an actual dramatic career ahead of him. Taken yeah. too soon. Taken too soon. Definitely. Well, that was a heck of an interview. Jim nailed the New Jersey trivia. Yes. <laughs> I almost, it was funny, too, when I almost gave him the half a point for sort of guessing he Salem County. <laughs> He's like, no, not acceptable. True trivia man, you know? All the way. But uh, I couldn't have enjoyed that more. I thank Jim so much for giving us three hours of, of yarn spinning. It was more, I edited stuff out. Like, this was, between the two episodes, we were over three, like, 310 or something of just pure content. Well, so that's they, a real excuse for you to click in our <laughs> Patreon site and see all the cut extra content, usually with Brad shirtless, uh, <laughs> that you can find on our Patreon page. Yeah, if you want to be a patron, patreon.com slash going off track. There's a few options there, but um, we'll be doing our fireside chat tomorrow mm-hmm. night, Thursday. Um there's some bonus content up there. We try to post uh, some videos. We do some some special video podcasts every so often. It's just Benny and I going off on something. And uh, and if you're a fan of the show, <clears throat> an old school fan of the show, there's some really old video available up there from from back in the day, back in the Brooklyn days when we actually uh-huh. were in person and. Uh, <clears throat> Rest in peace, the Converse studio. You know? Yes, RIP. Um, but yeah, you can catch up with Jim um, at Gentleman Jim Norton on Instagram. Uh, I highly recommend that you look into his trivia game online. I want to go to one. 
Let's yeah, go. I'm going to definitely do it. I've been meaning to do it ever since I found out that he did it. I just never got around to it because that's the way I am. We're going to get smoked. These people are good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other reason I haven't done it because I'm horrible <laughs> at trivia. <laughs> I, you know, I'm okay. You just got to hit one of my topics, you know? Right. If You know, if you go like off top, if, if it gets out of like movies, sports, and history... Right. Then I'm I'm toast. Anything yeah. that actually required like any degree of higher education, you know, well, then I'm just That's like, not bad I'm though. Done. If you can if you can handle history and sports like that's a good start there because you'll usually have plenty of people who can deal with the pop culture shit. So it's about forming the right team. Yes, always. That's what it's about. It's all about teammates. It's all about love, Brad, you know? Always. Always. All right. All you need is love. It's true. You almost made me sing. <laughs> Again. Well, Snoop Dogg. Pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not go. bad. Meatloaf. He was getting there. Oh, yeah. He I think was we in did uh, good. Fight Club. Barbara Streisand, a little Yentl. Yeah. Yeah, I don't the know. First Lady Gaga. The first Gaga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Brad. That was a fun interview with Jim. As usual, I hope you have a, a fine day and a fine too, week. Bud. Same to all you going off track listeners. And if you feel like it, I've noticed, you know, I listen to my uh, podcasts on Apple Music. Every once in a while, I check our reviews. And up until a year ago, people were leaving these deliciously hilarious, sexually explicit <laughs> reviews. And you know what? I wouldn't mind if a couple more popped up. Mm. Something about the felonious tones of Brad's voice and oh. how it makes you just quiver on the inside. You know, <laughs> maybe you do have to do a Patreon with those shades on shirt off, bro. God. Come on. <laughs> Let me see him. Let me see him, friends. All right. On that note, let's get out of here. 